Welcome to episode 4 of Talk Commerce, where we talk about commerce in the new digital world and how it touches the merchant, the consumer, and the agency. This week we interviewed Derek Harlick, Head of Training and Strategy for Wagento Creative. We talk about how important it is to educate the merchant early on when using the Magento Admin and any Commerce Admin panel. My name is Brent Peterson and I'm your host. This episode was recorded on March 14th, 2021. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you download your podcasts. Talk Commerce is sponsored by eWay Corporation, the partner of choice for technology, infrastructure, and enterprise-level digital solutions. Wagento Creative, fulfilling strategic growth through digital solutions. All right, welcome to episode four of Talk Commerce. This is where the music goes. Do you do you actually have to do the music yourself? Yeah, or? that's we we have a very low budget. Okay, yeah. Um, let's do it one more time. Welcome, and then you do the music this time. We'll I see. I don't know the music. Do you want me to just do some music? I just made it up. I didn't. I just because I was thinking of like some kind of newscast. So welcome to episode four of Talk Commerce. There you go. Boom. Boom. And I, I, there, I, I found a new uh, Alan Partridge show, mm-hmm. which is quite hilarious. It's not, this is Alan Partridge. There's another one that he did. Is it the one where it's the talk show? Yeah. Is it, is it old? Is it old or quite recent? They're both the old, yeah. Is there a recent one? Knowing me, knowing you with Alan Yeah, Park. yeah. That's it. It's hilarious. <laughs> so very painful to watch, but also very hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love Alan Partridge. Thank yeah, so you. I could be Alan Partridge, I feel. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, Derek Harlick, mm-hmm. uh, acclaimed Adobe trainer, Magento claimed. trainer. Oh, wait. Did I say acclaimed? I meant claimed. Claimed. Claimed by Adobe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Derek, please introduce yourself. <laughs> I am Derek, uh, acclaimed <laughs> a Magento trainer. I'm a Magento trainer. Um, obviously, uh, I'm at Wagento, but um, I do a lot of training, uh, the official Adobe Digital Learning Services training for Adobe. Um, and it's all the kind of merchants, uh, the the ever side, not the developer side, the ever side, everything else on that. <clears throat> right. The light side. We're, the light. We're, you, getting to the, the light. light. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's what everybody gets to see. The dark side is what the developers work in. On behind, yeah. The dark caverns of code. Behind closed doors in darkened rooms with <clears throat> yeah, flickering lights. Yeah, next yeah. To the other side. You haven't ever wondered why in the Matrix they use a black background with green text that falls instead of a white background with black text that falls. It's because it's in the dark. Okay. Um, all right. So moving on, um, you have a Millennium Falcon and a DB4 behind you. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So that Millennium Falcon is, uh, I think it's a original 1978 um, toy one that was bought for me by by my mother-in-law for my 40th birthday. <laughs> so it kind of, uh, it's, it's in a terrible state. It's, it's absolutely wrecked, but wow. it's, 
but it was it was because I told her that when I was a kid that was all I wanted you know every Christmas it was kind of that was the thing I wanted so when it came to my 40th birthday that's what she uh well, you, uh, well let me just tell you right now you look really good for being 40 in 1978 <laughs> that's right yeah yeah that's the uh, my dad turned 40 in 1978 and you look much younger than him <laughs> yeah if only um you really had no idea what you get yourself into when you started this interview did you no, no, not. At all. And, and you know what it is? I should do, really, shouldn't I? I mean, I've yeah. known you long enough. And, really, and knowing, for me, it's only, it's 10 a.m. What time is it there? It's uh, four o'clock. Oh, it's the, same, it's the same time here, but minus six hours. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right, good. Well, moving along, um, now that we've got all those important things out of the way, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, training today. And specifically, um, I think e-commerce training uh, I think Adobe is a good reference for us, but I think in general, merchants need training and they need it sooner than later. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. The, and merchants, I mean, you know, merchants should get training at the outset of the project before probably you've done requirements. That's my, you know, I strongly believe that, you know, before you've, um, as, as uh, you've done discovery and requirements is, is have some light training, you know, just features training, whatever the e-commerce packages that, that, uh, uh, that the merchants chosen to go with, there should be some kind of features training just so then when it comes to requirements, there is an understanding of what the software is already capable of doing. So that's, um, and, and when I've looked at projects that I've been involved in where that has happened, those projects tend to be the more successful projects or they, they run the smoothest because the client has that innate understanding of what's going on and they're kind of bought into it. So yeah, I think um, training is, you know, adopt training early as far as, or certainly educating the client. It doesn't have to be training per se, but certainly educating the, the client on, on what it is you're going to be using to deliver the project if you're an agency that is. And if you're a client, you should really be, you know, learning about the, if you're, you know, a merchant, you should be learning about the software that you're going to be using before you, you d dig deep into, you know, your requirements. Because you may find there's a feature that is a very costly feature to develop, but actually there's this feature over here that's good enough for now that's not going to be so costly to develop. And you might put more priority on that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the 90% rule applies there where if you're, if the, if the feature uh, if the feature covers 90% of your requirements and it's 90% cheaper than the other custom work, it yeah. might be worth going with that feature and maybe changing your requirements a little bit to meet what the feature actually delivers. Exactly. And, and, then, and then you can have that intelligent conversation as well as, you know, on both sides of the argument, which is, you know, it's going to, you can go with this feature, which is native and does 90% and that will cost you X, or you can still go with what you want, but that's going to cost you X. And there's that intelligent conversation there that can be, um, can be had and that, you know, in, informed conversation, let's put it that way. Um, so they might still want to go with, with the more complex feature, but at least they've, they've aware of what the, you know, what the significance of that is. And, and of course, you know, there's conversations we've been having a lot lately, but you know, the, the, the whole, you know, you want to avoid when you're, as best as possible when you're building out a store of doing any customization, just because the, the long, you know, they might cost, I don't know, X thousand dollars to build that now, but you're still going to have that technical debt for, for as long as you have that store. So you're building in future costs now for, um, yeah, for, 
Yeah. So, so, you know, again, it just comes back down to just training, understanding what you're getting into, what, what, or what, what you've, what you're purchasing, what you're going to be using. uh, And, and then, um, and then trying as best to use that to your full advantage. And if not, then go customize it. Yeah. I mean, that's a great point. And knowing, I think upfront what they do and then understanding the debt, let's call it the technical debt, or in terms of say Shopify or big commerce, there's going to be some, uh, there's going to be some cost taking on, taken on by the customization has to be done by some middleware piece. And I think if you analyze the cost of building something in Magento, where it's a one-off cost and then some maintenance costs in the future against either building that custom item for Shopify and then paying for the SaaS service fee on that item, you're going to be, at some point, you get very close to the same amount on both sides. Uh, so going back to your point, knowing up front what you're getting, self, getting yourself into and then deciding, making an educated decision on, is this thing so important that I want to spend this much money over time? And um, from an ROI standpoint, will that thing that I'm going to build bring in enough money to pay for this over time. Cause you just don't want to build it for fun. You want yeah. to, I mean, I guess you could just build it for fun. And I suppose there's parts of your website you would just build for fun, but the, the, the overall goal would be that this thing on your e-commerce site drives you traffic, which gets you conversions. Yeah. 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 There should be, yeah. You should be able to, um, should be able to justify the spend for on future. Yeah. On the future value of that. Yeah. <clears throat> I, yeah, agree. Yeah. And I think some of the exciting things that you're doing now are more than just uh, managing your Magento store or admin training. You're doing some uh, requirements gathering exercises with clients. And I think some things that we're doing, um, what, what we're, some of the things we're headed towards are making sure that some of those processes are in place and documenting some of those things. Yeah. And then learning how can we find out what what we need for this feature and how can we get all the requirements as a merchant or as a project manager, whoever, as somebody who doesn't know about coding, how can we get those? How can yeah, we get I those? That, that, I mean, that's, yeah, I think that's a really, it's a really interesting kind of, and, and again, that comes back to, you know, the, the training up front is, um, is part of that a part of the training or the, or the learning that, uh, that the, the merchants should be getting as well is, is how to, um, how to articulate those requirements. So, so how do they, how do they, you know, sit down with their the product owner or the, or the business analyst or whoever it is that they're, they're doing the interview with them and, and, and that person training that the client or the merchant, how to actually pass requirements over what is the right method to do it what is the correct a correct approach and how can we make sure that you know you pass that over in a way that that as the developer we understand it or as the requirements engineer we understand it and then we can make sure that goes on to the developer in in the right way so um i think that's kind of quite quite a certainly in larger projects that's probably quite a crucial part of the um of the education and and it does all come down to this kind of top heavy right at the start of the project, a whole load of stuff that seems like it's slowing everything down, but actually it's going to speed the project up in the long run. Yeah. And I, you know, now having worked in some larger working with companies that are enterprise level companies that maybe they have teams across the globe, 
Uh, they do typically have some sort of written process. It may not be coherent across all, all funnels or, or silos, uh, but they do have a process written out. And that is to aid them in, in that sort of, how do we translate this feature into something that needs to be developed? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something any merchant would learn or could learn from what, what is, you know, what are, what are the big enterprise companies of the world doing? And I could do the same thing. It's not, it's not rocket science. It's learning about what can the platform do and then del- making sure that, that those requirements are delivered to a developer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually you're kind of then hitting on, on another, you know, the, the next level after that is that, and then how do we, how's that get handed back to the merchant so that they can operate, you know, they have the operating instructions, if you like, um, because, you know, every store is different. So they should then have their processes once it's up and running on, you know, if someone comes into the sales environment, this is how, how you deal with uh, a customer who wants to change their address. This is how you, you know, and, and, and you have those, you know, very finite procedures. Well, it doesn't have to be finite. They can be, they can be quite broad, but they could go very finite. And you have those all mapped out as processes as well for, for the client. And again, you know, you, you'd expect to see that in enterprise level. You tend not to see it as you go down the, down the chain. It tends to be, you know, um, well, Dave showed me how to do this and this is how I do it now. And there's not so much a documented procedure, um, but um, it's probably a good idea to have that. Yeah, and I think you also see these documented procedures, a, a pointer to look at the manual online. Mm. Uh, when that, that procedure is slightly different in your store because you have some customizations that are done. Yeah. And I think even, even the small bits that you can, um, the small bits that you can co- copy from the main manual and put it into your own procedure manual are really important to help the next person to understand how yeah. can they do this thing. And that's, and that's the, per, you know, it's the perfect starting point is, is, you know, what is the operating instructions in, in the Magento Magento, you know, we'll use Magento as the example, um, but it, obviously it'll be the same with, with all platforms. But what, you know, what are the procedure? Take that and then sit with the team of people who are going to have to use that procedure and write it in a way, either write it in a way or, or customize it to, to um, be based on what, um, what they're doing in their organization. But it's a starting point, you know, it's a perfect starting point that. And, and, and then it, and, and that highlights what it is, what do we need to document? And in fact, you could go through the whole manual and basically, you know, tick off, right, we need to document that, we need to document that. Now let's, let's generate that for, um, for this client. And then again, I mean, it, you know, we've, we've done it in some, some respects um, where we've kind of facilitated that for, for clients where we've, you know, sat in the room and we're not the ones writing the procedure, but we can, you know, help them get to where they need to, need to get to. Um, so, you know, something that, Again, I, I, I think it's getting more, it seems to be getting more popular. I think maybe because certainly, you know, in, in working on the Adobe sphere, because the clients are kind of going up the tree, it's, it's less of the smaller clients now. So we, we're seeing a lot more, um, more medium, medium-sized businesses, medium and large-sized businesses on it, um, rather than the smaller medium businesses, if you get my meaning, um, that there is a mind mindful that they need to document processes. Yeah, I there's there is a need there is a need for smaller merchants to adopt that and i 
And the best way for them to do it would be to simply look at the manual and decide what they're doing and then adopt whatever that manual thing says into their own. If there's no changes, then at yeah. least say we do it like the we do it the standard way Magento says we should do it. We, you know, for example, uh, entering a product, you know, we go through the the product standard product entry mode. There isn't anything custom that's in it, or we we upload a CSV and our products are there. But there could be specific cases where uh, there's attributes that need to be filled in. There's there's attributes that have to be a certain way. Yeah. On the Magento side, it's you know knowing which attribute set this should be assigned to. That I, at a minimum, just making sure that the person entering the product knows where at which attribute set that it needs to be assigned to is very important. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and I mean that's that's the that's the thing. It's, it's it's you know when you get to that kind of level, it's like yeah, you there needs to be a a procedure there. But the, the other way the other way that um, you can deal with with um, procedures, if you like, is is that you take the standard manual, whatever that might be, and you say there's our procedures, and then what you do is as you're operating your store, you then start highlighting exceptions. Um, so you kind of following that and go, actually, this isn't working for us. We need an exception. So then you develop this exception. So you, you start off, you don't overcomplicate it. You go, do you know what it is? We're just going to use this, but we'll use it. And then we'll start highlighting where we, where we have exceptions in, in, uh, in, in what's going on, or something will happen in the business that generates an exception that needs a procedure around it. And that's, um, that, you know, that's also a, um, a, a, a good way of, doing it i don't want to say it on the cheap but um in a way that is not it is not really arduous at the beginning of the project you can kind of say this is going to happen but it's going to happen organically um but we need a starting point and the starting point is the is the out of the box manual if you like yeah the, and the reality is that they need some education to know where to start mm -hmm. and they don't have to read the entire manual up front but there are important things that they need to read up front and knowing where, I guess the first thing, knowing where to look, but also knowing what to look at first helps them to get to a place where they'll be efficient in working in Magento. And that's where some training comes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I, I, you know, obviously I'm biased because I do training, but I, I just don't think it could be underplayed at all. It should be, it really should be, no one should be let loose until they've had at least some kind of basic training. You know, it's, uh, um, yeah, they should, they should have a license. Right. <laughs> but even, you know, even, the, even the most, even the most, but, you know, even if it's just an, an hour or two of getting familiar with the interface and, and knowing, knowing what menu, because obviously we can, um, on most platforms, you can restrict, you know, what a user can actually do. So we can restrict that user, but they still need to have that basic, that basic um, uh, uh, knowledge. Um, I think one of the things, certainly in my early days with with Magento, one of the the biggest criticism I would have of of agencies was the assumption that the people who were going to be using the software had the same mindset as them of, you know, exploring the admin and trying to find out things and, and just assuming that that's what that's what everyone did. And so quite often, you know, a store would just be delivered and it goes, there you go, you know, off you go and set a pro and, and then they might get an A4 sheet of instructions on how to do something. And, and you know, um, uh, I mean, it's actually 10 years ago this week that I delivered the first Magento training course um, 
uh, with Mace training. And it was like, and that was a three day course. And I, I just remember lots of kickback at the time going, what are you going to cover in three days? You know, it's, how much is there to cover? And it's like, well, I'm not targeting it at you, the developers. I'm targeting it at people who've never, never seen this or don't, or don't even know what half of the things on the, on the software that actually does. So, um, yeah. It's interesting that you say developers because there are a lot of developers that develop in Magento that actually don't know a lot about what the admin does in Magento, or they, they know their, they know the little pieces that they're working on, but they don't necessarily understand everything that gets put together and, and all the different parts and how they work. They, they would work, like you said, the, the letterhead, the letter, letter style paper or a four, as they would say in, in other parts of the world, um, different size yes a different size <laughs> um they 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 know that this does this and this does this and as a developer um you know i'm always going to click this button but as a merchant no none of that makes sense to me <laughs> yeah. and i yeah. don't even know how to get to step one well it, i remember um uh, it was um i did meet magenta in romania and ben mark i think it was one of the first uh, it's quite early on in ben marks being a um the evangelist um and, uh, and I remember him on the stage saying to speaking mainly to developers there is that, you know, before you start writing your Magento code, you should read the manual. And he kind of held it. I think he held up the manual. It's like at that time, it was about a thousand pages, but that was the instruction. And he is absolutely right. It's like as a developer, the number of times I've been around that sort of area where I've been training and, and, and there was a, a feature that existed in that Magento store that had been built custom. And it's like, but if they'd gone to this menu and down here to this option, they could have used the out of the box function that um, the developer clearly didn't realize was was there. So uh, it was, yeah, he ended up getting overdeveloped. So that, that's, um, uh, I kind of, that sticks with me that though, that yeah, I, I think a lot of developers don't, I'm not saying that's true. Maybe um, it's certainly, certainly in, you know, obviously in um, partner agencies, I'm, I'm sure that's not, that's not so much true, but back, certainly back then when it was a bit more like the wild west, um, it was, I'm sure there were developers who had no idea of the half of the functionality in Magento and yet they were diving in and, and customizing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, there, there are thousands of agencies and hundreds of thousands of developers, literally, that, that um, they do 90% of their work on the community version and they may not know or may not have had experience with the enterprise version of Magento or the, the commerce version. And maybe they don't know that that feature exists in commerce. Mm -hmm. And I, what we're seeing now is the divergence of features now for commerce compared to open source where co the Magento commerce will become more feature rich <clears throat> and open source will become more plugin rich where you have to have a plugin to work on that. And what we see a lot of is clients that want to go to uh, the commerce version of Magento. Then we back out some of those things. So that's, that's really when we see a lot of that, but we also do see maybe a project manager who's new, who the client says, Hey, I'd like to get, um, uh, reward points or gift cards or something that exists already in in Magento Commerce, and they start you know doing the, they just take the client's word and okay I'd like to get gift cards and the client says I found this great gift card module and the mm -hmm. project manager um, 
finds it on somebody's website and then pretty soon it's installed and then some architect comes across or they say, what the, why, why did you do this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which goes back to the importance of education. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, and that, that education, yeah. It, I mean, you know, I, I, what you're saying there is that, yeah. I mean, the developer, the project manager, the everyone involved in the project needs to be, needs to be educated. I think as well, you know, that, that situation is, is, um, and that's really common that, that the client driving the, the features and obviously, you know, the client should have the last say, but there really needs to be pushback from, um, wherever possible. It's like, do you really need this feature? Do you really, you know, it, it, is there not another way we can do this? Is there not so, something within Magento already that can do this? And like you say, you know, open source versus commerce, there comes a point, surely there comes a point if you've got open source that you're doing so much customization, you've got so much technical debt again, that it actually makes more sense if those, you know, those features exist in, uh, in um, uh, commerce edition to actually switch your version and go and go down the commerce route. Yeah. Especially when, you know, if you're talking about B2B that Magento, Magento commerce has such great B2B features that it really makes sense going to the, to the commerce version for that. Um, so just going back to the documentation, I think one of the thing that's come up recently or has come up in the past is the idea of what does this module do? And once you've like, once you've moved on to the next agency or the next developer, how do they know what those do? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, this is a real life problem I'm having at the moment <laughs> where I'm looking at a store that has got a whole bunch of extensions and modules that were, were generated by a never agency and we don't really have any documentation on it. So it's, it's quite a, um, uh, it's, it's quite a head scratch at the moment. Um, yeah, uh, but you know, it really, it's, it, it's the last thing that happens, isn't it? It's the, it's the kind of, and then we'll document it. And actually, you know, it, it's something that, something that is is really important because magenta is getting upgraded all of the time things are changing all of the time stuff's going to clap we, we you know good documentation is so it's so key for um you know it's not going to save us time today when we're building it but it's going to save us time in a year's time in two years time it's gonna it's gonna um so we should build that in it should always be built in really but uh, yeah yeah, what's yeah. your solution to that? <laughs> Come the, tell me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the simple thing, the, the 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 simple thing or the thing to start with would be, hey, what does this thing do? And how is it like from a functionality standpoint, how is it done and where does it exist? Mm -hmm. So you can know as a merchant what does it do, what does it do? You know, what is it supposed to do? How do you how does it do it? You know, just how, like on the front end, what does it do? And then from the back end, how do I modify that? How do, is there anything in the back end that I need to worry about? That could be done on an A4 piece of paper. That, that, those things could be very simple. They don't yeah. have to be complicated. Yep. But then uh, where does it exist? I think is the next thing that you have to ask. And that really has to be chimed in from a developer to say this is existing in the vendor folder, it's a composer thing that gets pulled in, or it's uh, you know, sits in the apps folder, um, and it it is written in this way. There, there, there's just some simple things that can be done from the module standpoint. 
that a developer needs to do. And the next little piece that the developer needs to do is that it directly relates to this other feature. So there may be something you want to override the rules, you know, your, your cart rules or your promotional rules, and you have a specific module that relies on promotional rules. And, you know, maybe in Magento 2.8, they have a complete overhaul of promotional rules. And now suddenly this really cool feature that's been working for two years stops working because this has changed, but you've gone through seven different agencies since then. Mm-hmm. And the, again, back to real world, this is what we're seeing right now in version 1.9 or 114 or whatever v- version one, people have had their Magento store for 12 years and um, they have code in their Magento store that was written in 2008. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how, how at that point, how do you decipher everything that was in there without having some roadmap to get there? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I answered your question or I just made it worse. Yeah, no, I, I, I won't sleep tonight. Um, so, no, I think I think it, you know um, you've just got to uh, yeah. In this in this instance, we're just going to have to you know go through each of those each of those modules in turn and and work it out and 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 also you know the the, the big question being is it required? Do we still need require um, require this um, and and you know. <laughs> Is, is there something else better out there that does it? Um, especially with the custom modules, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, well, I, I know that we, I know that we as Wagento are going through this with a client now, and I think it's something that we could sort of template and then work on with every client. Where I think every merchant should expect to have some review of their features every quarter. I mean, if you have, if you know you haven't added anything in that last quarter, then hey, let's not worry about it. But chances are, Magento may have launched something, and is there anything new in that? Mm, yeah. So yeah, it's one of it's one of the new features of Magento. Does that mean that now we can use that instead of and and, and go back to core? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so at least uh, having it on your meeting schedule to review features in your e-commerce store. And asking, are there anything? Is there anything new that's been added now? And is it is it at least as a minimum documented? And and I mean, as a minimum, is there a line item that says this feature now exists in our little manual that we have? And then from there, having somebody write out what it does as a feature, you know, like it it adds it. You add something to the cart. It adds a capital D for Derek in front of every single product. Yeah. And then when you check out, everything is marked D something, something. So in, in a year from now, uh, when somebody is taking over the business and they're like, why does everything have a capital D in front of it? (laughs) They'll know where it is, how to find it and how to, how to either correct it, or maybe they want to change it to a capital B. You're possibly describing every training course I've delivered where there's lots of categories called Derek's category and products called Derek's products. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And they they sell very well. Oh, they do. Yeah. Yeah. But when they, we, they never get delivered though, honestly, it's a, it's a, it's a cowboy outfit. <laughs> right. I will say that AB testing though, I think the B ends up winning more than the D since the mm-hmm. D doesn't exist in AB testing. So the Brent's always win. 
So we're moving on. We're going to get that tumbleweed graphic on the... So I, you know, I think every, you know, actionable item that you could take out of this conversation is at least ask the question every quarter. Yeah. And I think that's, I think, you know, yeah, that could be built into the, you know, the the account manager or project manager meeting and uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one other small point on that is when Magento releases its next version. So, you know, 2.4.4, I think is coming out next or 2.4.3, whatever the next version is. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily say everything that was released in 2.4. They only say the things that released in that increment. So 2.4.1 to 2.4.2, you know, what was released in the increment. So when you have a client who's on 2.3 point, whatever the latest version of 2.3 is, and they know that this new version is coming out 2.4.2 or four, whatever the number is, they don't necessarily know everything that's encapsulated in in all of 2.4. And if they're on 2.3.1, they don't know everything that's between that. So having a way I guess the person doing the upgrade, some of the responsibility is to roll up everything that's involved in that upgrade, not just the latest features in the upgrade. And I, you know, from my experience, it hasn't been that easy to find a concise place that says, here's everything that's in 2.4. Yeah, that's a good, it's a very good point, actually. I've never, never really, never really considered it, but yeah, yeah, I tend to look at, I always look at the release notes when something's coming out, but you're absolutely right. It just tells you what's happening in that, in that particular version, not in the, in the major update, just in the, yeah. And, And Magento is good at releasing their features in between the point zeros and point sevens or whatever, yeah. right? So like something could come out in 2.4.2. That's a completely new feature. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, well, Page Builder didn't come out until 2.3.1. So 2.3 came out and then the major yeah. thing about 2.3, which was Page Builder didn't come out until 2.3.1, so. Right, so that's a that's an exact, that that's something that a merchant needs to look at uh, when they're doing that. And as an agency or as a developer, when you're doing that upgrade, you need to make sure that you're educating the client, coming back to education, you're educating the client on the fact that all these features exist, including all the features between whatever you're on and now. Yeah. So. Yeah. So is that uh, that a project someone's working on? (laughs) uh, That is something, somebody is working on that project here, yes. Fantastic. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be quite useful. Um, all right. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of like this idea of, of this quarterly review and making it as simple as possible. Um, so just some ideas, like your ideas on what a merchant should be asking at least quarterly from their developer or agency. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, the, there, there isn't, I guess it depends on, on the relationship, um, but um, the merchant should be, should be articulating what direction of travel they want to be going in with their site so that the developer or the, or the agency can actually then start thinking about ideas of how they can, how they can help that merchant get there. And um, my experience is that, that that tends not to happen as much as it, it, 
it should happen. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's up to, um, it's up to, I guess it's up to the, the, um, you know, the solution provider or whoever, you know, it, it, to, to put the framework in place to allow that to happen. Um, but at the same time, it's got to come down to the merchant to be able to, you know, to provide that, that kind of information. So the questions that should, what, what should the, the merchant should be presenting probably quarterly, what their plans are, what, what it is that they want to, they want to be achieving next. Um, and that should then stimulate the conversation of, well, how can we help get you there? This is what we think you need. And then we can, you know, we can, we can go out and research what it, what it is that, um, what it is that's going to help them get there. Yeah. And it, it is a shared responsibility. Um, at the end of the day, it has to still be owned by the merchant. Uh, but an, a, a good agency ha also has the responsibility to educate the merchant on what you were just saying, because they may not know that they may not know the tip, the ins and outs of their e-commerce store and what it, what it's doing. Yeah. I think the one thing that we've seen over and over again is some feature in the back end that exists that the merchant doesn't know it's there or doesn't know why it's there. It just makes something work. And then when you go to do an upgrade or you do, you do a migration from a platform, uh, they find out something doesn't work anymore that they inherently thought worked because it just worked. Mm -hmm. And they never communicated that to anybody and nobody knew it existed uh, because it was done 10 years ago and now it's stopped. Mm -hmm. So back to education, back to documentation, that's where those little incremental things and mm -hmm. asking that question every quarter comes into play for making their site work in the future. But equally as important as well is, is education within the, um, you know, within the, the, the solutions team. Um, and, and by that, I don't mean, you know, necessarily Magento or the e-commerce platform, but um, you know, we, we've had as, as an organization several times when we've had a partner come in and, and present to us. And I know, you know, lots lots of people out there will do the same. And that's fantastic because you, you learn about something and then you actually sometimes just can solve a client, a, you know, particular client's problem. You're going to sort of like, go, actually, that would be a perfect solution to deal with with this situation or, you know, when that situation arises in the future. The number of times that I've, I've been on something like that, where literally the next day, a problem presented itself where that is the perfect solution for that problem. Um, and so that's important as well. It's kind of like in, in, you know, looking at the partner network and, and actually making sure you're fully up to speed as much as possible with what, what's happening in that partner network, because that's crucial as well. That's completely, you know, that's, that's, that's where the stuff that is going to make the difference is, is and exists. And as much as we're saying, don't, you know, try not to put extensions in. Well, let's face it, we're going to put extensions in. Let's make sure that the best ones that, that can do the best job and, and, um, and, and are the, the ones that are built really well and they, they've, they've got the whole um, upgrade path, you know, that, that that's all going to be dealt with. And, we, and we're, we're fairly certain that, that that's going to be done in a responsible and um, way and, and, you know, and making sure that we know what's out there that we can then offer that to clients when, and, and, and actually the client may not even know they want it, but we should, you know, we can put ourselves in a position where we present that to them in a quarterly meeting or whatever. Have you looked at this product? This does this. You might do this for you. Yeah. The reality of that statement is that this pertains 
to every single e-commerce platform, not just Magento, it's big commerce, Shopify. Mm -hmm. And actually it even, I would argue that it, it, it really pertains more to a SaaS platform where you have to have an external feature and you, you really need to know what is the best one to add in. And that, by the way, that feature is going to cost you this much every month plus this much every transaction. So knowing what it does, how much it costs, there's so many more moving parts when it comes yeah. to a SaaS platform than, there, than it is in Magento. Uh, so as a merchant, just knowing those things. And then coming back to the simple documentation of, hey, we added this, uh, we added this third-party SaaS for this reason. And here's what it does. Here's when we added it. Um, and in that quarterly review, go back and, and somebody could say, well, why did we add in... Um, you know, add a fire breathing dragon to every order. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it's, be- it's well, because of Game of Thrones. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, and, and and if it can, you know, if there, if there can be a, a return on investment figure associated with that, even better. Um, and that might be a negative figure, in which case, you know, <laughs> cut that. But, you know, we've got to try. And this is the thing is like, it's, you know, at no two stores are the same. Everything is A/B testing. It should everything should always be tested. Everything should always be measured um, wherever possible. Uh, so, um, and and not everything can work. And what works for one merchant might not work for another. But sometimes we don't know that until we try. Um, and and I think it's getting it's it's also getting um, the merchant into that mindset as well. If they're not already in that mindset, it's getting them into that mindset where. You know, this is not an exact science. Not everything is going to work for everyone. So, you know, when you when you add this button on these sites and you turn it green, normally it increases conversions by fifty percent. But actually, in your sector, it looks like it reduces it. But we don't know that until uh, until we try. So it's it's um, but it's that's a I think that's a really useful um, uh, way to push the merchant. You know, is is to have them if they're not already, is to have them in that mindset that look, this is this is a, a work in progress and you need to try stuff out and you need to accept that sometimes things are going to break and they're not going to work in a way that, that we hope they would. But then sometimes something that we thought would only have a minor effect might go absolutely off the scale and, and, uh, and have a, have a, a, a really tremendous effect on, on what's going on. So um, again, as part of that education is, is getting that in there because I'm sure you've had the situation where, you know, that there's this, there's certain, I, I can kind of think of certain people out there who basically think that IT is 100% reliable and should work all the time. Um, and, 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 they, and they put, they, they bundle e-commerce into that. And they don't really accept that it's complex and it's hard and, and, and there will be bugs and there will be problems and there will be things that need to be looked at and resolved. And that's the same as soon as you put an extension in it, who knows what's going to you know that, that we try and be as safe as possible, be as due diligent as possible. But there's there's always going to be some factors that are, are hard to take into account. Right. There's scale. There's there's traffic volume. There's uh, languages that are being added. There's uh, the amount of SKUs in their store. Yeah. Uh, there's so many factors that need to be uh, need to be talked about. And and I think you really hit the point. The merchant needs to be educating their developer or their agency on what what they like to do in the future. Um, just so the agency can give them the best recommendation based on what they know right now. So for example, if, if they said, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're going to get a ton of traffic, but we're only going to have three SKUs. Great. We'll, we'll build it this way. 
Yeah. And then a month later they say, oh, okay, thank you. We're getting a million hits a day, but now we want to add a million SKUs. Okay. Well, that changes, that changes the outlook. You know, we're going to need more servers and yeah. <laughs> there we'll need a lot more things and we should change some of the architecture or whatever. We just knowing what they would like to do into the future. Uh, one of our uh, past clients has been uh, universal music and I can remember an artist that uh, did an Instagram drop or whatever they call it. And we, they, we were told, it's on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm an Instagram drop. Yeah. Um, I was born in 1978. No, I'm joking. Um, that um, we were told, oh, we're, we'll get about 4,000 visitors from this and we got 40,000. So, right. you know, having some, I mean, number one, getting some advanced knowledge is great. Mm -hmm. So you can at least be prepared to scale up. But that, I mean, that's an, that's an indication of something that's compressed. Like we're also talking about what do you want to do in a year so yes. we can help you get there. Yeah. And, and yeah, that could completely change the, the approach that you're taking today. If, if we know that in a year, 18 months down the line, that the, this is what the, the aim is. So yeah, that's really important that we get that, that, um, and, and that, that comes down to, yeah, it needs to be a partnership. It, it can't just be, it can't just be, uh, um, master and slave, if you like, it needs to be actually, you know, yes, there's, yes, you're employing us, but he, he, we need to, we need to operate, uh, you know, in a way that, um, uh, that, you know, there's full transparency in that respect. Exactly. All right. Wow. That was a, a quick that was a quick hour or mm. almost hour that we've gone through. Um, so, uh, um, did we what, mention training? Uh, uh, no, what, why, this is the time for our shameless plug. Oh, I'll do a shameless plug. Um, is on the 27th of April, um, which is part of the Adobe summit is that, um, I'm running a two hour, um, it's a two-hour training session. It's it's an introduction to managing your Magento store. So it is um, if you've if anyone out there's got merchants who are considering, or you know they've got maybe new people in their team who are just starting out in Magento, it's the ideal kind of course for them. It's a it's a leader on to then there's 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 follow-up courses that, that Adobe Digital Learning Services run as well that go into much more detail. But it's a good introduction for two hours. So um, uh, yeah, so twenty seventh of April. Um, uh, pick your time zone because <laughs> it'll be whatever time it's on. I think it's on 6.30 in UK time, 6.30 in the evening, UK time. But, uh, yeah. And yeah. all those sessions are recorded. Um, and yeah. I, I know that the, so I'm participating in, in some kind of in Adobe insider thing. There'll be some discussion groups made. I think it's called brain dates. Um, yeah. yes. So yes. There, there's going to be all kinds of excitement around the Adobe summit this year for all, everything to do with Magento and Marketo and experience manager and all the other Adobe products, not so much Photoshop, but and they'll, be saying, they'll be doing Photoshop. I oh, know they do a different summit for that side of the business, don't they? Um, I think you're right. Yeah. But anyways, it, it is very exciting and you know, it's, it's, it's super fun to, to see you there. Um, yeah. And um, yeah. yeah. But I mean, that is the great, it is all free this year, which is fantastic. Um, I mean, I, I know um, uh, my, my wife's a teacher, teaches media study and she's got getting her kids to sign up to a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of the sessions around, 
you know, I mean, like Dan, Dan Levy is going to be there. So they're <laughs> signing up to that and things like that. It's just, it's great. It opens it up. It opens up the whole conference to a whole audience that just would, one would never be able to, you know, come for, for practical reasons, but also just, you know, that it's, it's probably not ideally suited for them, but it gives them a great introduction to it. So um, yeah, I think uh, uh, it should be fun. Yeah. Great. All right. Um, well, thank you very much for this episode number four of Talk Commerce. Do, 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 do. We'll, we'll probably have a better, we'll come up with some better music. No, I think that's perfect. Um, yeah, I guess I'm kind of disappointed with my singing there. Uh, well, practice for next week. And, uh... Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, uh, Derek, and uh, have a great evening. Yeah. Afternoon. Too, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you again for listening today. Please rate this show wherever you listen to your podcast. Talk Commerce is sponsored by eWay Corporation, the partner of choice for technology, infrastructure, and enterprise-level digital solutions. And Wagento Creative, fulfilling strategic growth through digital solutions. Please subscribe to this podcast. New shows out every week.